That motherfucker. <laughs> Recording on that. You control that from over here? The camera? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. That was that was the issue. Uh so there's two there's the USB cable to charge it and the one that connected to the camera. And I had the one to charge it plugged in, not the can't. <laughs> so that's why I was like, why isn't it connecting? It's always something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's it's, they all look the yeah. same. They're exactly. all black. You think I would mark them or something. <laughs> but uh, let me uh, take a sip of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's do it. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friends. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. So what's going on? Hope everybody out there is doing well today in the internet world. It is a Monday. It is July 1st. It's not July 1st right now, but we are living in the future. You know what I mean? Technology. It is crazy. want to introduce my guests today. We got my uh, new friends, acquaintances. Me and you have met a couple times loosely, but just kind of like, Loose. hey, what's up? Yep, Word. Yep, yep. Uh, me and you have never met before, but I'm sitting here today with Chris and Jake. How do you pronounce your last name? Leia. Leia, Leia as in Star Wars. Star Wars. I was going to go. I was, I was. There you go. You got the shirt and everything. I was yeah. going to go Leia. It's, I've found myself one of the most challenging things about doing this podcast is mispronouncing people's last names. It's Dude. like I can only imagine the horrors of like a school teacher or somebody and, that has to. Listen, listen. I grew up in the original Star Wars days. So like going out in the playground <laughs> and Princess Leia as a fourth grader. Yeah. That was oh, my yeah. life. You know, let's just, just mm-hmm. back a little bit. It's kind of blocking his face. We're oh, good yeah. there. Oh, oh we're yeah. good. We're solid now. Hey, it's good to pick these things out in the beginning. Absolutely. So Star Wars, interesting thing to, uh, start the conversation with because like what's going on with star wars how do you feel are you one of these people you know you grew up with star wars and you do you have like this bitterness like they shouldn't change it they shouldn't mess with it man or are you just like ah, oh, whatever it's a movie who cares well i mean i don't know a lot because i know the game of thrones guys took it over and they screwed up game of thrones but this guy right here is star wars well I, I'll, I'll defer to you i i grew up <laughs> Loving the Star Wars prequels, so I can't. I don't want to. I can't say anything negative about the sequels because I feel like then I'll just be turning into that person who said the same thing about the movies that I loved as a kid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, because they grew up with the original ones, but the the original ones uh, are the best. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I try not to invest too much emotion into like pop culture and movies and things like that. You know, it's whatever. It's like it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's just it's, fun. All of those movies are kind of made for like the kids and the teens of their particular generation. So I think it's really easy to be disconnected from it. You know, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, watching something that's made for people that are, you know, 20, 30 years younger than you. <laughs> yeah. And people get, they set their expectations too high. That is another thing, too. People do set their expectations really, Wait, really before high. Before we get too far in here, uh-huh. I want to say that we brought gifts. Oh my God, gifts? And they're, uh, <sighs> they're gift wrapped. 
in the Giant Eagle. <laughs> specially prepared. <laughs> specially prepared Giant Eagle bag. So okay. I don't know if you get gifts. Like, go ahead. No, it's, you it's know It's not going to harm you. I haven't, I haven't got a, a specially wrapped gift before. <laughs> Christmas right. in July. I imagine that these gifts probably have something to do with the reasons why our guests are here today. So this will be a really I'm, great way I'm to very, segue into all of that. Grateful all that right. you had us on. Yes, yes. We got a we got a koozie, a beer koozie for Liveberg. <laughs> Don't know what Liveberg is? You're going to learn about it in a second, motherfuckers. <laughs> and we also got a T-shirt that is also for the Liveberg Studio. Yeah. Size large. Good guess, my man. Good um, guess. Uh, got a well, genius actually, over here sitting next to me. I'm out of medium. So <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I was I was. Going through there, and there's women's mediums left, but I'm like, oh, man. I have yeah, no, yeah, I mean, if I'm feeling freaky, I'll rock a women's medium, but on average, <laughs> a men's large is totally fine. I'm thank glad. you, Thank Absolutely. you for these gifts. Absolutely. So, Chris, tell me, what is Liveberg? Liveberg is a house. It's a, it's a music house for, for – uh, sorry, I hate that. Um, <laughs> you can keep for, talking. I'm uh, just yeah, going to – Dance this over Liveberg here. Liveberg is basically, a, it's become a collaborative of just musicians, artists hanging out. Like I had, um, I had the honky tonk people here today. Half of a lot of Pittsburgh musicians were there early at 11 o'clock this morning on a Sunday morning and just hanging out. Basically, it is a house for bands to practice, rehearse, record. Uh, touring bands to stay when they come here. It's three bedrooms. They can um, sleep there. They can have a show. It's just a uh, it's a networking space and it's a music house. That's awesome. Super super cool. How long have you been running Liveberg? Five years as of May fifteenth. Nice. I've been doing this podcast for five years as of April. Oh wow! And look at us now, wow. just fucking linking See? up. Look at that. See, this is another testament to the thing of people saying sometimes, sometimes some negative people. There's not a lot. There's nothing going on in the Pittsburgh music scene. Uh, and wrong. to that, I'm just like, you gotta th- <laughs> <laughs> there is so much fucking stuff going on. It's really, really impossible. Even me, somebody like I mean, you have musicians coming into your place probably all the time i'm talking with people all the time on this show i'm playing shows i play in two bands and all these things and we're just barely getting to know each other now i agree it's crazy see that's why there there's no way that people there's not stuff going on here that is and it it, 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 we need this to collaborate and and build yeah it's super crucial you know that's like the main reason why i do this show is to just keep you know, no pun intended, but like building bridges totally. as if the, you know, yeah. the city doesn't have enough. There's still some people <laughs> that are really separated from just different pockets of the scene. And yeah. in some ways it makes sense because it's like, okay, you know, maybe these indie rock bands might not know about these, you know, bluegrass bands, right. you know, it makes sense. Right. Yeah. But there are some bluegrass bands that don't know about other bluegrass bands that should totally be working together yeah. and they have no fuck. They're completely right. disconnected. Well, yeah, I agree. You got to get out there and look and find. And there's stu- there's have stuff. spaces. Have the spaces to meet. I mean, have the spaces to totally collaborate yeah. or With, whatever. Just get to you know, pass out your cards or whatever it is you have. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Networking you know, is huge. Oh, networking. networking is huge. Mongus. I mean, you know, that's mm-hmm. how you get stuff. Don't wow. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and that's the thing. A lot of people, I think tend to have this fear of networking and over complicating what it is 
because it is kind of like a futuristic term. Like, what is networking? Oh, it's it's actually it's just talking to another person. Well, I, I have <laughs> found a, a, a lot of the artists that come to my place. I found that they're not good at networking. It's not their genre. It's not their thing. Well, yeah, their 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 thing is making the music. Well, totally, that's kind of the thing that drives a lot of artists to start creating. You know, they are introverts to some extent. You yes. know, so they get their art out through creativity. And then when it comes to, you know, actually talking about their art or connecting with other people, it's like, oh, like this is why I started doing stuff in the first place because I didn't, I wasn't good at this. So that's a really strange crossroads. And that's another reason why I actually started the podcast because five years ago I was on a friend of mine's podcast and I was like, man, I'm really bad at talking to people. Like I, I, it's like, there's people that I talk to at shows, but I never actually get to communicate with anybody. So I just started like sitting down with my friends and, and then it turned into strangers, and now it's like, you know, just oh, meeting got, people. Yeah. Look at us. It's here like we are. Radio, radio yeah. station here. Yeah, kind of. Awesome. <laughs> kind of. You know, it's, it's a room with microphones and a camera. It's nice. actually... I'm, Wait, no, I got to... I got I will say that. Like, you contacted me Friday, I think, and said, hey, I hope this isn't going to be a problem. Um, I've moved my studio to Penn Brewery. <laughs> Is that going to be... Can you, can you make it there? And I'm like... Um, <laughs> Like the elephant guard and the peanuts. Penn Brewery? I said, what time is it open till? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I live right up the street in Troy Hill. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a new space. Um, I mean, this is probably, I don't know. It's awesome. There's probably been Absolutely. a few episodes now that have aired and people that have seen here, but definitely still working out the bugs of a lot of things in this space. But I mean, that's, it's just growing and learning how to do things. With Liveberg, what was that? Uh, journey like for you with starting this thing and figuring out all the bugs. I'm sure there's still bugs. Oh God, God, <laughs> there's been many bugs. Yeah, more bugs than you <laughs> can oh count. man, there are so many bugs. There's uh, PA systems, but the, the 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 biggest thing ever was like I had no idea that's what it was going to be. I bought a house next door to me simply because it was so close, and I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I I eventually, er, originally thought about renting it out, flipping it, something. Long story short, these guys were probably in middle school, grade sc- or, uh, high school. All of the band stuff, all the band equipment that was in my garage, my basement, our game room, s- slowly migrated over there. And then they started playing. Then uh, bands started saying, "Hey, can we, you know, use the space for rent or f- for practices and house shows?" And people started writing on walls. And, that, and then <laughs> game it, over uh, from there. Yeah. Well, it, it is funny about the writing on the walls because we the the very first year we painted the whole place. My wife and I. She she helped. We painted it. We did all this, and we were. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but like the first band that came, I'm like, oh, you got to write on the wall. You got to write on the wall. And now, now the entire place is filled up with writing. Everywhere. <laughs> There's no space to write anymore. People come and it's like, <laughs> that's they crazy. Up for it. Yeah. That's fun. You know, I was thinking of, it's like, I need to get like a little sign in notebook or a little spot for people that come here to do stuff. I don't want shit all over the walls. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like a little, we could do some graffiti hey, man, can, on the wall back here. It. You can paint, you know, right Li- Liveberg was here, <laughs> right here. You know? We have some, we have some really <laughs> cool stuff that has happened there. Like there's several bands that have, there's, there's one little section of a wall that I, it, it's getting, um, it's getting, uh, uh, 
it's fading. Mm-hmm. But it was like the Posies and Tommy Stinson. Lydia Loveless. And, oh. uh, and then Ray Lynn. So the Posies signed it first. And then Tommy Stinson came and he played there. And he's like, I will never be under the Posies. And he, had to, he could only f- sign under, under it, but he wrote an arrow up and he signed oh, okay. it. And Lydia Loveless came and says, I don't want to be under the Posies or Tommy Stinson. <laughs> and she signed way up there. And then Raylan Nelson was way done. I don't want to be under any of them. So it's just c- kind of this weird little section of the wall. That- so that's cool. So, I mean, like you've expanded from having, you know, just local musicians there. You've had other people that have come through town. Yeah, there I try stuff. to, when there's, when there is a um, touring artist act or something, I try to line it up with a local compatible uh, local band because that it's a draw. It's a draw. I mean, they're obviously the touring band is going to draw, but then the uh, local band is going to get seen. Yeah, and by, sell a lo- their by a local audience too. Like yeah, they, they yeah, might and they're like, know. "Oh my God, you're here!" And I mean, a lot of the let's face it, I'm out in the burbs, so a lot of these suburbanites aren't coming down to the city and everything. So it's a it's an expansion, sure. So you know, like people that have never heard, I don't know, medium important people or Angela Autumn or Recluse or somebody that don't go down into the scene, they see them play. They're like, "Oh my God, I love these guys!" And then they sell their merch and they get on board with. Networking, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not turned up. I fucked um, up. That's okay. It? Uh, nice, nice. <laughs> oh, we're learning. Uh, no, that's super fucking cool. So you mentioned, you know, you're out in the burbs. Where is the house for people that aren't familiar? It is uh, on Middle Road, literally within a quarter mile of um, Hartwood Acres. Okay. Like where the Hartwood Hartwood shows are every Sunday night, and so it's it's twenty six, twenty nine Middle Road in Glenshaw. Super cool. So you know, with promoting the space and you know getting more people aware of the space, you know, what have you been doing over the past five years to make people aware of the space, and how have you seen? what you're doing change over those five years. Cause I feel like the past five years has been a bit of like a, a grasping at straws or like stuck in some like weird, like maze where like you can't touch a certain laser and you're just like trying to figure out which way to move to like get your, uh, post through the algorithms and all the people that are trying to stop you. Do you pay attention to any of this shit? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it is, it is it's a, it's a, it's a marketing game. It's yeah. a marketing game. And, but I didn't really need much. I mean, um, who was it? Bad Custer came to me first. I mean, you guys, my sons moved their stuff over there and they were playing. Bad Custer was the first band to come in. I think it was Jeff Betton, Misra Records. He said, yeah. hey, these guys. Shout outs to Jeff. Shout outs to Jeff. Start the beat alumni. He's been on. Oh, yeah. Has he been on? Yeah, nice. yeah, he's been on. Nice. I think Jeff's going to have some good um, information for you in about a month. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. yeah but, uh, um, Jeff was the one that reached out to me and said, hey, I got this band. They're in a um, hellhole of a, you know, warehouse uh, re- rehearsal space. And um, Anyway, they started practicing there. And um, I don't know. I don't know really how it's become that I don't have to reach out to anybody. I'm, I get inquiries daily for bands to play there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, cool. Nashville. I mean, bands, bands from all over. So, in terms of like styles of music that are, um, 
you know, that you see the most at the space? What do you think, you know, Liveberg is facilitating the most genre wise? Singer songwriter for sure. Um, and we've had rock bands as far as punk type of it's the burbs and it's a house. It's, it's rough. I love that kind of stuff. It's just not the kind of venue for me to be able to facilitate a, you know, like a, a mosh pit and all that. Kind sure. Of stuff. Absolutely. But it's, it's, we've had full scale rock bands like the posies and, um, I mean, Recluse is playing next week. Well, I guess it'll next week, but it won't be before July 1st. Yeah, I gotcha. I think that it's, it's really important, you know, as somebody running a venue and being like slash a promoter slash, you know, wearing all these hats just to be like fully aware of what your space is capable of and not try to overextend it. Right. Because it's, it'll just fall apart. It's more, it's more suited towards a singer songwriter. For sure. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, that's, it's, I was just curious. I think that's probably a big part of the reason why our paths just really haven't crossed because that's, that's a, like a, I know people that are in that scene. I mean, you're like, you're mentioning like recluse. They've been on the show. Uh, you know, some of the bad custer guys have been on the show. Jeff Benton's been on the show. Uh, you know, a lot of the people you're talking about are people that I've talked to, uh, you know, in, in the past in different aspects, but I've only like known met them through, doing this yeah who knows like for any reason like if i would have met them under any other circumstances i mean jeff i met through get hip because i work at get hip no i didn't know that yeah i've been working there for the past six years wow yeah that's cool yeah so that's and that's kind of another cynics are back on tour right now yeah yeah well they were on tour and then they got back and then they're going back on tour shortly but they're they're, they're in pittsburgh now too Um, yeah they they can they're they could have punk shows they could have whatever oh yeah yeah we've had we've had we've we've done everything there at pretty much at this point we've done hip-hop shows we've done death metal shows we've done folk shows singer-songwriter shows nice garage rock you know like we've pretty much run the whole gambit i think the only thing we haven't done is had like a like an edm rave or something but i don't (laughs) think that's gonna happen anytime soon Well, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, no. I we could. That's the thing. We we totally could. It could. It's a. It's, see, that's. I would. That's a traditional, well, somewhat traditional. That's a middle of the road traditional venue. Liveburg is a non-traditional venue. People drive by there. They're like, I don't know what to think. They they're afraid to pull in because it looks like a residential home. Sure, Lines I think. Right in. Yeah, and I, you know, it's just, and then when you get in there, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's what's fun. There's kind of like a, like a specialty thing to it. And I think there's another thing that's cool about it too, that it isn't, that you don't need to heavily promote it. And then it's like more of like an organic in the know sort of thing, you know, yeah. that, that just seems really cool. And that's the way that a lot of house venues in Pittsburgh are, even some of the ones that do facilitate more punk. Oh, yeah. You know, they're pretty, I, it's pretty low key. You just kind of have to know it's about way it. different than the, the Okay. So both of these guys, my, this is Jake and my other son, Zach just graduated from Duquesne. They had house shows. He lived in eight. His house venue was called war of 1812. That's not give a street name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Jimmy Mayo there, uh, promos, all that stuff. That dude is, he's setting up bands all around everywhere, but they would have these, I mean, they were serious house shows. Like, like, in the college scene. And mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. That's- yeah, there's a lot of wild stuff around that area. Um, several different venues that I'm aware of. And it's interesting. Like, I'm really excited that it's happening. But anytime I'm there, it's like, 
One of the first times I ever felt like I was too old to be somewhere was at a house show in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm not that old, but it's just like, you know, I'm there and there's a lot of people that are significantly younger than me that, you know, are maybe not old enough to be doing some of the things they're doing. And it's just like, I don't know. Uh, do I need mm-hmm. to be here? Uh, I'm with do you. Do I need to play a show this bad? I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, you want to, you want to connect with the youth. The youth drives the <laughs> culture and all that shit. But it's well, like, uh, yeah. it's so, it's just awkward. It just feels like, I don't know. It just feels like it's not for me. It's kind of yeah. like those Star Wars movies, you know? It's like, why am I complaining about it? It's not for me. This <laughs> for is the, for, yeah, these for are the for younger the, ones. Exa- now. These it's are not, for the yeah. college kids. That's why they're here. You know what I mean? What the fuck am I going to be a curmudgeon about it for? Just <laughs> just walk away. Just walk away. Let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll keep playing at, you know, whatever venue. So you I'm were playing, playing there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was playing. A, it was a show that we were playing. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was one of those things where you get out, you ask, get asked to play, and it seems like a good idea. And then you're there, and, like, something doesn't seem right. It just takes a minute to settle in. And then I finally, it finally caught on like, Oh, we like, yeah, yeah. Like if worst case scenario, I could actually get in trouble for being here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never want to be in that situation. Yeah, no, I, you like, don't have to be. Yeah, yeah, no, totally not. Especially for like, uh, I don't know. I was going to say, especially not for rock and roll, but I guess that's, you probably should <laughs> do it for rock and roll. Right. So, you know, moving into like, we've talked a lot about the promotional side of, you know, what you both do and I guess kind of the creative side, there's some creativeness to this, but I know that, you know, let's talk about like maybe what, you know, either of you do creatively in terms of like music and putting out music. Cause I'm aware that you do some music, right? I do some music. I'm in a couple bands, uh, at the moment I am in bad Custer now. I wasn't, uh, when they first showed up. Yeah, at Lyberg, and then they didn't want to pay rent anymore, so they're like, "Oh, let's just let we'll <laughs> get, the, get the owner's yeah, son, Chris's kid in the band, yeah. and then we won't have to worry about it anymore." The mofos won't <laughs> have paid me. Say. <laughs> it, yeah, it's worked. Move. It has worked. It's been great. Yeah. Um, hey, wait! I don't want a collapse on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also play in the Tears of Joy. It's me and my friend uh, from Duquesne, Evan, and uh, I play drums and. Both of these groups, that's my thing, is drumming mostly. Cool. Uh, and then I, you know, I mess around with my own stuff from time to time, trying to. Agent J. Yeah, you know, I dabble in the the rap, but I'm, I'm not like a true hip hop artist. I, it's like hip hop adjacent. Well, what does that even mean? Well, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I can't like, I don't freestyle. I couldn't battle. I don't think anybody freestyles anybody. anymore. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, you, you you watch those like shows, like the radio shows where they're supposed to freestyle and it's like they're it's, reading off their phone. And, oh, yeah. I mean, it's totally different. It's like being a chef. You know what I mean? Like just because you're a chef and you're not on like fucking Chopped or some cooking <laughs> show doesn't mean you're not a chef. You know what I mean? That's how like equivalent, uh, equivalent, that's not a word. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it can be. You, if you know what I'm talking about when I say it, I guess it is a word. Right, yeah. we're still oh, communicating. You know, I totally knew what it was. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it, you know, it's like a slang or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might yeah. not be in Merriam-Webster. It's hip. It's hip. It's hip. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's what I think about when I think about MCs who are you know really good at freestyling and doing battling. It's just a different component. But if you're somebody that just writes and you know puts out stuff in that way that's more thought out and more articulate. There's nothing. It's still art. You can't freestyle you're if you're reading off your phone. I mean, the majority of like the majority of people that I've like seen freestyle, you know, it's always like 
you know, it's like, okay, they go four bars freestyle and then six written and then they jump back in. Like they're always juggling a lot of stuff. There's really no rules to it. And a lot of the time it's just kind of like, I don't want to say it's gibberish, but it's kind of just like you're just playing a fun rhyme game. But you know, if you're somebody that's like into like the poetic side of things, whether it's like comical or serious, like you're just actually trying to put together a piece of art, yeah, like a music, cohesive. You know, there's nothing wrong with writing and not freestyling. You know, oh, man. it's just like I lost my. Oh no! You lost you lost oh, your headphone. I lost my headphone. Uh oh. Okay, this is the first. This is a, this is a start the beat first. We have a headphone emergency. I need an alarm sound. <laughs> I was gonna. Yeah, that's. You know what? Here, let's just run it. We'll run it up. Wait, I can. Oh wait. Oh, you know what? You're still plugged in. Wait, I'm hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. We're back. All right. He's still plugged in. Oh yeah. He's still plugged in. (laughs) False alarm. False alarm. We're all good. Sorry, man. I need an alarm sound on here. Mental (laughs) note. All right. So yeah. Cool. What what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, hip hop stuff like that. Hip hop. Okay. Cool. So yeah, you. I wouldn't really sweat that too much. How long have you been doing the rap stuff? I I mean it's it's a more of a hobby right now. I mean you I, like producing I, the beats and everything too. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that that's I mean that's where it started. Is that you know I I started listening to a lot of more hip hop music once I got to college, uh, and then from there you know you, I got Logic on my laptop and was just like you know I'll mess around with making some beats or you know mess around with I got some synths I got whatever I have lying around. I'll that just makes sense as make, a drummer yeah. having yeah. that like oh, rhythmic yeah. background well, and just wanting to play around with stuff for sure. That's why I fell the TD in love 10, with the music. Uh, yeah, the TD10 thing. When I see that sitting down there, I'm like, what do you use that for? That's, oh, that's yeah, this, the brain know, of this drum kit that I bought them. It's whatever, you know, you use whatever you have lying around. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I just started on that side because I do, I love the rhythmic aspect of, you know, hip hop music and the rapping. So I started making beats and then, I don't know, one year... My friend Evan from Tears of Joy, he started getting a little bit more serious about making the rap music, and he started having parties in, uh, you know, in the houses we had off-campus housing by Duquesne, and it was parties like for people who wanted to rap. He showed off his stuff, and anybody else who in our friend group who had anything worth, you know, kind of like an open stage sort of thing. So we just did that and that was what you know i started writing my own rhymes it wasn't anything uh spectacular it wasn't anything great but it was just fun to do and i just keep trying it you know because it's my it's how i experiment my own like production at home and try to learn how to use logic how to use all these instruments that i have or whatever it's just yeah no it's that's fun it's fun and games. that's awesome you know i mean like i started rapping basically from making beats as well um it was just i started uh making beats in high school just for fun and me and my friends made like goofy rap songs about like you know robin banks and dumb shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and then i don't know i just felt like i was like good at writing and i had a lot of fun so i decided i was going to try to like i don't know do something a little you know not talk about robin banks anymore you yeah know? talk about myself or whatever that's yeah because i had such a hard life <laughs> <laughs> well when you can make it personal i mean yeah. that's that's what really that's what i you know love about the you know, I mean, any songwriting, I guess, is when it, even if it is from, you know, the songwriters not writing about something that actually happened to them, if you listen to that song and you feel like what they're saying is true, that's all that matters. That's what's it. fun about hip hop is, is it has like such a storytelling element and not, I mean, obviously a lot of music has that. 
especially like singer songwriter stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you can really lock in, but sometimes it's really easy to get distracted by all the other instrumentation. And sometimes the story doesn't really come through as much as it does right. on a rap track, but I guess it really just depends on the, uh, the, the artist. That you're talking it, about. Sometimes if you deep down listen, it does. And people don't know that because you're hearing that. Well, yeah, beat. Yeah. I mean, you do stuff and I hear some of this. I'm like, wow, this is a really good message. It is but, all in how yeah. you listen to it. I mean, that's when I first started getting into, uh, I mean, rap or just any music, especially, I feel like I was listening to the instrumentals uh, more so than the words or like the way the words were being said more so than what the words actually meant. And it wasn't until I started to truly pay attention, even like read along to lyrics as I'm listening to the song. That's when I started to like, I feel like get better as a writer, at least understand what goes more into that telling the story, painting the picture uh, more so than just like the musical. Absolutely. Backdrop, which is, you know, the, the two, the two halves of it, the yin and the yang right there. That's how you make a record. Hell yeah. There's two. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. Clap. You got any, uh, I can't eat. I can't. <laughs> you got any musical background there? Yes. I'm, a, I'm in a band, but we are a, <laughs> I'm in a band with three of my high school friends. Okay. And we graduated in 1985. We're old. Hell yeah. We I was are... born in 1985. <laughs> Shout outs to 1985. We're old. You know, so we are still doing it. And that's what I love about music. But we're, we're an old dad band that plays covers and goes to bars and has fun. We're not, we're not hurting our knees or. <laughs> yeah. It, dude, I'll tell you, I'm going to say two things. Like one, that's fucking awesome. And two, <laughs> Most bands are playing cover songs, whether they realize it or not. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> In one way or another, so it's just you know cover song. Uh, uh, yeah, cover songs disguised as original songs. It's funny before Liveberg, my basement, which is supposed to be a well, it's a um, it's a it's a uh, game room. That's where we practiced, and when these guys were growing up, that's all they heard. And my wife, like the TV. I would come up after practice and the TV would be on like 75 because they just got used to noise in the basement uh-huh. constantly. And then you just have to live at a different level of volume. <laughs> and it, it's funny because they, they talk about it all the time. Like in, in, in there's, Oh, they, they know, they know some of our old, I mean, that's where, yeah, that's where my that's my earliest influences. I wouldn't even know anything about this, <laughs> and we suck. <laughs> but if I didn't, yeah, if I didn't see the band, no, we we, we don't suck. I thought that was a normal thing. I thought everybody in their basement, there's just you know one night a week is dedicated to band practice. Oh, I think I think other people that would come to our house too. Like I, both my boys drum, so I bought them a a electronic drum kit for their bedroom, which was on the second floor. Probably, I don't know, middle school, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like you would sit down in our dining room, which was right below their their room. And the whole, f- everything was just like, it was just constant. And my wife and I. <laughs> Electronic s- drum kits aren't that quiet. No, they're not that <laughs> quiet. Especially <laughs> when you're in the room, but <laughs> when you're down below. Yeah. And like, but I I never really paid it any attention until people came over and they were like, how do you deal with this? What are you going insane? And I'm like, it's just part of my life. Just tune it out. Yeah. If you, if you live with it, it's like, uh, if you're somebody that has a house next to the parkway or something like that, like you yeah. just get used to the train, noise. like a, uh-huh. you live right beside the train tracks or something. Yeah. Like you, yeah. You don't think about it at yeah. all. Something like that. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I am in a band. I've been in a band. What instrument do you play? I play drums. Okay. So that's it. Drums, I can't drums across the board. Yeah, I can't read. We're yeah. a redneck family. Yeah. You ever have any like drum offs? Oh, they're like, <laughs> just like sit down, like get all the kits set up and just jam. Oh, we have a lot of kits. It is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's kind of funny because Zach, our, the, my middle kid that um, just graduated from Duquesne with, he's a guitar, jazz guitar major, but he's, he is self-taught on drums. It was from that electronic kit. He'd and win he, the drum off. He, he would win the He'd drum win off because he, he has this unorthodox style. And I think it's because of that. There's heads on that kit. Oh, like it's, how they're such small targets? They're so small, and he holds the sticks weird, and I never wanted to correct them, but he's the fastest, wildest drummer that I've ever seen. And I'm like, whatever. That style I don't understand, <laughs> but dude, you're crazy. Yeah. Right? You he, agree? Yeah. And he learned it. He learned it all in that, uh, that electronic kit. That's yeah. one of the things that I really love about drums is that, like, I mean, every instrument has nuance to different technique and the way you can play it, but with drums, it's so visibly and audibly noticeable like how different techniques and how like people can ha- really have different voices with drums. Ah, totally. I mean, there's been drummers that, you know, I've just heard a record and be like, is somebody, is this person playing on this record? And I look it up and they are, yep. cause like I know their style Yeah, just with like the way they like totally. to, yeah. you know, just hit extra notes or just do certain fills oh, that, or just if like, you get that left hand and you could do all that. It's almost like they could, they could hit that, the snare, like they're multiple hands. I'm like, uh-huh. some of those guys are, Crazy. Like yeah, some one-handed rolls. Or, oh my god, yeah. That's when you take out the melodic aspect. I think that's why drums can be that way because you just need to have you know kick, snare, tom, cymbals, and then they're there. You play them however you play them. You don't have to worry about like oh we're in this key. We're gotta you know gotta play guitar. Thank God because I don't. Way. When you guys are over there, <laughs> and they're, they're over there rattling around about hey major fifth minor fourth. I'm like whatever. Is it a quarter note is it a i don't know totally you gotta use google i don't know you can can learn all kinds of music theory on the internet no i'm too old for music theory at this point (laughs) too old for google (laughs) i do yeah that's awesome so here's an important question all right we're gonna get into it this is the this is the hot stuff oh boy so something i've been really interested in talking to bands about is you know like after a show where are you eating What's the post show eats? But you have a peculiar situation in terms of Liveberg because obviously you're like, you're home. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you ever, you know, you have anywhere like you like to go out after a show or you just go home and cook? You like throw some stuff on the grill. What What are we eating at Liveberg? Mm, by the time shows end at Liveberg, at least for me personally, I'm usually in a state of mind where I'm just happy to eat anything <laughs> that I can get my hands on. Okay, so you don't have like a post-show go-to? No, there are food. There is food. Usually I provide food at Liberg, like light snacks. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give a big shout-out to Milano's Pizza because yes. those guys okay. deliver up there even even when they're when it's closed. Milano's Pizza is my man. Some big but I've had too. They fill big orders. Oh for yeah, us. yeah, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah, that's. But I've awesome. also had, believe me, I've had riders. People have come to Liveberg with a like physical rider where I had to provide seaweed salad. I'm not. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect one. Yeah. Like, like, and and uh, when the rider came, I said, "Hey, do you know what this place is all about?" Like, 
they said, well, just, just scratch off what you can or cannot provide. I scratched off everything and sent it back. I did provide the seaweed salad because we have a place up in Hampton that has a great-ass seaweed salad. But, Hell yeah. But, you know, I don't, I don't do that very often. This is for certain artists that come up there or have come there. Yeah. Yeah. And, but but for, the, for, for the most part, when a live show shows over, everybody's hanging on the back porch drinking and just trying to figure out how to get home. It's more about the drinking than it is the eating. <laughs> yeah. And they're eating chips. And- no, a, a post-show snack can totally be a beer. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, it is, it is, it, it's totally justifiable. That's top All pick right. right there. Though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that real quick. We're gonna do a quick detour, real quick, since we're talking about food. I like to recommend places that I've been going. Give some shout outs. So hey, you gotta eat this. Sugar Spells Scoops. It's an ice cream shop in Sharpsburg. They do all cashew based ice cream. It is dairy free. But it is really, really good. I am not a vegan, but eating too much ice cream sometimes can make my belly feel weird. This stuff does not make me feel weird, and it's really delicious. They do a really good job. They're very nice people. They have a cute place, and you got to eat it. What did you say that was called? Sugar Spell Scoops in Sharpsburg. Spell Scoops? Sugar Spell Scoops. Or Sugar Spell. But yeah, Sugar Spell Scoops, if you're going to like look it up, like Google it, that's how you get there. It's in Sharpsburg. It is fucking awesome. Awesome. And uh, uh, shout outs to Pizza Milano as well for you guys. Milano's, yeah. And yeah. right there on um, uh, Route 8. Eight yeah. Route 8. So, yeah. Chris, are you a Pittsburgh native? Yes, I am. Okay. So, have you always been in like the area you are now or have you like kind of bopped around? I've been here. I graduated from Hampton High School and then I got a job. I lived in Virginia for several years. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, you know, we're getting beers. Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, open them, hey. open them. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> get them, get them. Wasn't sure the uh, no. protocol. No, no, no. This is yeah. No, I've I've been. This air conditioner keeps going off. You think I give a shit? I'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll work it out. I've been I haven't listened to any of the audio that I've recorded here yet, so it's gonna be okay. a lot of fun. Like whenever I dig into it, I'm gonna probably it's either gonna be like, oh, that's fine, or I'm gonna be like, no, <laughs> it's fine. It's it's very oh, low. Yeah. Yeah, I, I Pittsburgh, to- Pittsburgh native. Uh, my wife too. We moved to Virginia for uh, several years. We. This is a crazy story, but we had jobs down there, and we both physically quit our jobs. Okay, just quit. And I remember her dad saying, "What? You can't just quit." And we're like, "No, we quit. We just came back. We got an apartment in Bellevue. We had no jobs, nothing. I mean, we just didn't want to be there." We yeah. thought we were, you know, we're 20 some years old. We thought we were top, you know, we saved up $10,000 or some shit. We're like, hey, let's go back. We're not going to live down here. So we came up here and um, got an apartment in Bellevue and I was landscaping and. Um, Fuck it. You're here now. Yeah, we're here now. Made it work. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So what I want to ask you, uh, you know, being somebody that's been around Pittsburgh and we're talking about pizza, you know, do you have any. Any 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 uh, hat in the ring in terms of this whole Pittsburgh pizza debacle? Do you got a do you got a personal favorite? I'm gonna the, plead the fifth because I I uh, I know Minio's is coming to Hampton. Have you heard that? No. Yeah, Minio's yeah. is coming okay. to Hampton. We're on the street. <laughs> yeah. Minio's is coming Minio's. to Hampton. <laughs> but I mean, I've always been, of course, I'm partial to uh, Milano's. 
right down the street because I'm trying to get a, <laughs> I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get, get them to sponsor like, these sponsors, sponsor library shows, uh-huh. dollar a slice, whatever. Hell yeah. No, but Milano's is really good pizza. I like Belisario's pizza on, uh, it's, it's near the, um, uh, people aren't going to know where it is, but Belisario's is good, but I hear all this stuff about Minia's and what's that other one? There's Fiori's. Yeah, there's the one that like puts the cheese on the top. Oh, Betas. Yeah, Betas. Yeah. Like, like, and I, we've had yeah, that. Yeah, we've been to Betas. You, you got, these guys had a gig one time out in Mount Lebanon at a hockey rink. Some like, it was the worst. I mean, charity, it, like, it was a great Pittsburgh gig. Celebrity hockey game. Okay. We, uh, well, it was weird because they had, the, it, what we understood was that they were hiring us to be like the <laughs> band that plays like, oh, in between plays or whatever, like you play the music. But they also had music going over the loudspeaker, like regular stadium, uh, you know. They were up on the rafters and the hockey games going on. It was it was interesting. We did it twice. Uh, yeah, it was, actually, that- it was actually, it wasn't a bad gig. The, the, the bad gig part about it was loading the shit up there. It was, it's worse than going to... Um, Oh, what the hell's the one on the south side? With the smiling moose? Smiling, smiling moose. moose. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're a drummer, smiling moose is the worst. Or well, Brillo just, Box. Just carrying or, your stuff up there. I mean, that, yeah, I like playing, I'm not that, saying I like playing I, that room, but yeah, oh, carrying your stuff up the yeah, stairs. No, I'm sorry. No, not ideal. I, no, I'm not ripping on that place. Oh, it's just hard. To, those, those, those motherfuckers. No, it's a pain <laughs> in the ass. They know. Yeah, get some they sort know. of dumb waiter or something. So we, funny story. Uh, my metal band, Grey Walker, we played... Oh, no, we didn't play. We filmed a music video last weekend, and we filmed it on my buddy's property out in Carnegie, and he has, like, a bunch of woods and stuff, and we did this whole, like, playing in the woods because we're heavy metal thing. And uh, But, like, the only space where we could get a clearing was, like, up this, like... There was, like, you know, a big, long, just dirt path, and they, like... You know, they shoveled it out and put in like some stone so you could actually make steps to get up for it. For this video? For this video. Oh, wow. Like it was like a week's worth of work or wow. two weeks worth of work. All they right. actually like cleared it all out, flattened everything nice. out so we could do it. And it looks great and everything. But after like loading all of our gear up and down that, <laughs> we like almost simultaneously, everybody was like, I'm never going to complain about loading in at the moose again after this. Because it was like, it was like, you know, Four times the length of the moose, but steeper and muddier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Outside. just it was psychotic. And we really, really lucked out because seriously, like we had just finished loading up all the gear afterwards and it started pouring down raining. Uh, like yeah. it was starting to drip just a bit. We're like, oh, we should probably hurry uh, this up. But if yeah. we would have like fucked off or like, you know, an extra five, 10 minutes, like we would have had yeah. everything in water and it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I hear you. (laughs) I've been hauling gear for I don't even know how long. And it used to be not just because I got drummers. It used to be you got to, well, everything that you guys used to do was sound. Yeah, we had to take the PA everywhere. Oh, my God. Our van was like it was, it just got to a point that it was just our every weekend. Yeah. Crazy. It was crazy. <gasps> if you want to do something, you got to do it, yeah. right? Do it. That's, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Uh-huh. So. so, you know, being in this position now as, you know, you know, people who help facilitate shows and you have your own venue in the city, you know, how has that changed the way you view the way some other places operate in the city for better or worse? We don't have to mention any names unless you want to. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because it's, it's, 
I'm so out there on a different level than the traditional venues. It's very hard to, to compare. compare it. Totally. It's very hard to compare because nobody is doing this and nobody in their right mind would. <laughs> I do mean, you, ever, you buy a house, you would just, nobody would do this. So sure. Do you ever try to like take any mental notes when you're out at events? All or, the time. Yeah. All the time. I, I think about this all the time and I, I want to, um, I mean, the other thing I think about is at any given day, I could get a knock on the door and be like, cease and desist. Oh. I mean, you know, so this yeah, is, I'm, I'm guessing the neighbors are pretty cool with it. Do they cover? Well, I'm the did, neighbor on the one hand. Uh, across the street is um, um, Tom Begatel, who is a phenomenal neighbor. He is an artist himself. His son is in um, Smoky Bellows. Oh, they okay, recorded, Nick. Yeah. yeah, Nick is awesome. Shout outs to them. They've been yeah, on the absolutely. show. Absolutely, yeah. they recorded at Liveberg. <laughs> oh, cool. They've been they've recorded at Liveberg. So he's totally down. Other neighbors really cool and. The neighbor right next door to Lyberg is moving. I guess I ran him out. <laughs> oh no! Anybody, anybody have four hundred twenty thousand dollars? Want to move to? That's how much it is. Jesus but, Christ! No, it's crazy. Yeah, it's. But well, they have spot. like six acres. They have oh, that's a lot. lot. Of, that's yeah, awesome property, but. It would be great if anybody yeah, wants to live next door to... If anybody in the local music scene has $420,000, come on the no, show and let me know what you did. <laughs> what, no, is, but what is your Go back hustle? to your point. I take notes all the time, and I, I look at how things are happening, like even at Mr. Small's Funhouse. That, that's, that's relatively new in our world. I mean, it's been going yeah. for a while, and I think that's a killer spot. I mean, Absolutely. you said about mentioning names or whatever. I just... What they're doing is right. Things are going right. So I, I take notes about if I ever get shut down and go the traditional route, I'm going to take notes. And Is that something that you think you would do in the event? Like if the house got shut down, would you be interested in like actually I'm building inter- up a space? I'm interested in it now. I'm oh, looking yeah? around now. Yeah, That's like, awesome. Like, yeah. And what's the reason for that? Just to like expand and grow or just because like uh, you're... Or do you yeah, just I feel like, like kind of limited? I would like to have music every night of the week. And I feel like Liveberg isn't really a place that people were going to come to on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Sure. Like, typically, my shows are weekends and things because they're, they're suburbanites coming out with their own alcohol, you know, getting... More like expo- an event. You know, yeah, like it's an event. It's not, event. it's not like going to Club Cafe or you know, going somewhere where you can promote it so much. And so it's, 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 it's a different vibe. That makes a lot of sense. Totally. I, I think that that's kind of like in a similar way, um, you know, why I moved from doing the podcast at my house to moving here. I think it was just a matter of like just wanting to grow and be able to do some bigger stuff and get some different people on the show. There's only so many people you could bring over to your house. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. when like you're, communicating with complete strangers, you know, which yeah. is like, I want to try to like reach out and get some bigger people on the show. Yeah. But being like, Oh, Hey, do you want to come to my house? And then they get there and it's like, well, we got to walk through my kitchen. Don't, it's just <laughs> over here. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, wait, wait, wait. It's, I will, I will, I will, uh, people have told me you don't want to screw this up though, because the difference is like Liveberg is in my house. I live next door. Totally. Totally. So, it's still the, the, it's the still dynamic, house though. Yeah. The, yeah, but the dynamic though, they're like, if you do this and you go traditional venue, it it kills the vibe. Like one thing about 
what happens Fair at enough, Live Berk yeah. is weird because it is this like I don't want to say no holds barred, but I always say there's only one rule and there are no rules, and everybody's respect respectful and everything. It's a it's a cool place, but they're like if you get a traditional venue or something, it may not be that same vibe of like this house show type of staying there, hang out on the back porch meeting the bands i don't know so i, I i'm like at a i'm like at a weird place like well what you do is you get like a venue space but like you build it out like a house so it still looks like a house inside of it well i was trying to i'm trying to I'm trying to work out a deal with a venue very close to me and still have liveberg as a place for maybe like an acoustic show and okay then, yeah something but we'll see yeah i mean we'll like see. you could still have i don't know both like what would you do i guess this is like more of a comp not a not complicated, but what would you do with the Liveberg house if you got another space? Wow. Had you even thought about it? Great well, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'd sell it and actually make some money. <laughs> I mean, because. I had to paint it first. Oh, well, yeah. God, we got to paint it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. I don't know. I've been. Yeah. It would be interesting to make money out of the place for once. Mm-hmm. It's been, yeah, it's been a five years of bleeding. So let's, <laughs> I mean, let's let's chat a bit just about like you know the finances and what it takes to run something like Liveberg. Um, oh God, you know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> so you own the building, but there's still expenses with the events that you do. Like, are you charging covers, or is it a donation thing, or does it depend donation on the event? Only. Is there always every, donation? Every show that I have, I stop at Aldi's. I buy. Two bags of chips, two bags of pretzels. I buy a $16.99 uh, bourbon and a case of beer. But I always just say it's a BYOB event. I provide light food and beverages. Okay. So, like, you're, you're like, going- I'm, I'm sucking, I'm, I'm eating up like $20 each time. Sure. But I'm, I'm eating way more than that because the, the after shows or the part, I mean, they, they clean up and everything, but it's, it's, oh, yeah, sure. It's, it's more than financial. It's like, yeah. uh, yeah. the time that's put into actually the time that you're spending to go to Aldi's and go to the state store, go get beer, you know, yeah. set things up, unwrap, wrap cables, make sure the PA's working. Oh, I, I mean, can, stuff, yeah. even, even up. with, oh, the bands, I've, I've lost equipment. I've, Gained had, equipment. <laughs> well, I haven't gained. Like, I'll get... Hell, what the hell band was just here, and they forgot their whole merch? <laughs> so I ended... Like, I I can't tell you how many times I have to FedEx bands stuff. Like, a capo or a, uh, you know, like a, a DI box or something. I'm like, man, police your stuff when you leave. Nothing, but it is kind of a party scene afterwards. So I always try to say... Everybody look for your stuff, man. Seriously, it's be I don't I don't care if you take my stuff, okay. It'll hurt me more, but I don't I don't want to I don't want to FedEx everything to yeah, to you guys that have forgotten something. But the band the band that forgot their whole merch, it, it was the first night of their tour. They actually came back from State College, came back. Oh boy, that is a yeah, yeah, that's a long haul. It was out of their form. way because it wasn't their but they said they had but to. That, that, yeah, that's yeah. their that's their money. Bread yeah. and butter. Yeah, merch is bread and they had butter. a really cool uh, merch box and or like a you know the old suitcases and all that uh-huh. stuff and yeah so yeah that's awesome. I'm like dude, I could ship it to you, but he's like, no, we're yeah, gonna they come had back. Just started their tour. You need, <laughs> you need to have merch I know, like, when you're going out. Damn. Uh, yeah, that is such I a bummer. Know, how drunk were you? But yeah, I mean, I think that. 
but monetarily, like it is not, it's, it's not a monetary venture that anybody wants to get into. Yeah. I, I, the thing that really bums me out about like statements like that is that it, it could be, but like, say like, you know, you were, people get used to things being a certain way. And then once they get changed, people kind of freak out. You know, like what, you know, what if you started charging for shows at Liveberg? It's, it's, here's the thing for me personally, I don't need it to be, I'm, I'm well into my years or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I just see a scene happening here and I'm trying to help. And I, if I needed money, sure, I would do that. Totally. I would totally do it. And I would, I'm just, it's. I don't know how to explain it, but well, no, I, it's 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 a weird subject because it breaches. Obviously, everybody talks about this. My wife and I talk about this all the time, and stuff. And sure, everybody would like to have money for stuff that you're doing, but uh, I feel like there has to be some way to monetize things better, though. Because I mean, I'm in the same boat as you, where you know I've been doing this podcast for five years. I mean, I don't charge people to come on this show i don't have sponsors and i have a shit ton of overhead because i have to pay to get the you know i pay to get the show online now i have rent here but and you're getting more all this right? gear and stuff like yeah so i mean there's a lot there's some return you know i guess and that's fine like i'm doing this because i love it it's never been like a, a money thing for me yeah but also at the same time uh you know i think that there are ways for artists to make money outside of just merch sometimes i and think it comes. Figure out, like how sometimes we i think do it's it. a long time coming but i think it does and it, it, you're gonna you're gonna help somebody or you're gonna help yourself and people are gonna be like hey man i want to go on psych show i want to go on psych show i want to go on psych show because you get you do enough and you put your balls out there or you, 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 yeah. that, that eventually it's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, you know, it's Jake Price sees more than, I mean, you see what's, I don't know. You it's got definitely, it's more of a, it's more of, you know, it's more about building the community than it is about, you know, living off of it. But for sure, it can't, it can't be impossible. It can't be impossible. It isn't. Nothing's impossible. Hell yeah. No, if I got laid off and, you know, whatever, then it would be a whole different scene. But, you know. Yeah, got to hold out. With, you know, the, the future of Liveberg, we kind of mentioned that you're looking into spaces, but that's like, that's loose talk right now, just in terms of. Very loose. Right? Yeah, very, very loose, recluse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> recluse uh, is one of the uh, artists in residence there, mm-hmm. so he's a bad custer. So is Tears of Joy, yeah. Bad Bad Ants, my band, but we barely ever practice. And then, my God, there's a band there every night. Like this week alone, I think tomorrow night is um, Jen Wertz. Tuesday is Lindsay Dragon. And Recluse, right? And Recluse. Cool. Wednesday is Bad Bad Ants. Thursday is... Custer. Custer. Friday is the Recluse Show. Finally, Recluse is playing a show there. I'm so excited. Yeah, you've been there for, you've practiced yeah. there for years. Oh, yeah. They used to practice in the basement, and I always tease them about that song, uh, Trapped in the Basement. I'm like, you guys, were, <laughs> you guys wrote that down there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. You know, um, I know that we had mentioned before 
um, starting this that we wanted to talk a bit about, Deutschtown Music Festival. That's coming up here in a couple weeks. Yeah, we're sitting in, in the heart of it right now on the north side. Oh, there will be bands um, here, right? That's good. There are bands playing here. I'm actually stoked. There's a pretty sweet fucking lineup here. Nice. So that's nice. going to be cool. Um, what do you got to say about Deutschtown Music Festival? Love it. Those guys are, I mean, on top of it, it gets bigger every year. Cody's the man, Cody and Ben. And you. You yeah. is, uh, I don't know how they do it. I have no idea. Like, I have no idea how Hugh or whoever is sorting through the list of bands and figuring all that stuff out and placing people and all that. So hats off to them. I mean, they're in however they get all that sound and everything that they do. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's quite the production. I'm stoked. This is the first year in a few years that I'm not playing it at all by choice. I'm actually just going to... Just watch. Enjoy. I was going to enjoy nice. the whole day. Nice. It's it's always been uh, a bit of a bummer when like I'm like I get to like kind of hang out for like an hour or so, and then it's like oh you know well gotta mm-hmm. go back to the house, get the car, get it down. Dude, you live right here, parking, yeah. <laughs> and all. Yeah, I mean, I'm really close, but it's still like gotta not not in. not close enough to load my gear like yeah, you know yeah. down the fucking hill. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so I'm stoked this year to just kind of hang out. I'm thinking about like low-key doing some stuff here during the day maybe some people want to come talk or hang out and things like that awesome or maybe i won't maybe i'm just gonna you'll just find me somewhere (laughs) you know gallivanting off elsewhere just kind of just enjoying i think you should do it i think i should too but it would be nice to have a day when i don't like work not that this this is necessarily work but you know what i mean like just day off just just enjoy the thing for what it is yeah yeah, you know, maybe maybe just go get all tore up and then come back here at the end of the night and do like a Deutschtown recap. Like, oh, that's so fun! That would actually that would be, be awesome. Actually, that would yeah. be a great. I gotta like ra- yeah, rally up like a few other musicians and <laughs> do like a recap at the end of the night. If you have a Sykes open night or like at uh-huh. ten o'clock. I want to come in here and say a couple words. Oh, that's God. not a bad idea. I just <laughs> that actually that's a bad idea. I just thought of this now. <laughs> no, that's not a bad idea. That's a great. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me. I'm, I'm going to logistically Press. see the think about that. That that's up here in my up in my brain hole. So Mental we'll see. Note. We'll see what we it's can back do in about your that. Mind, yeah. That's super super cool. Um, so this is airing July first, which means some of the stuff that we had talked about has already happened. Cool. It was all great. If yep. you weren't there, mm-hmm. you really missed out. <laughs> But is there anything at Liveberg that you can think of that's coming up? You know, but yeah, there's a really good show. Uh, God, I gotta look at my calendar, but I know Dead Gowns with Angela Autumn. Oh, can I look? No, you can they, look. Yeah, let me, you I can gotta look. look. Gotta cheat. And Mulebone. I just gotta get the exact date mm-hmm. because uh, that's gonna be good. Mulebone's awesome. Um, They've been through a couple of times before. You have any shows coming up? Um, well, Bad Custer will be playing Deutschtown. The Friday night, I think it's July twelfth. Yeah, um, at the Elks, I think. Okay, I should know. Hey, I don't know exactly where. That's part Bad of the, that's Custer. part of the magic of Deutschtown. You, you really don't know what's going up. on yeah. until you show up. Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we are playing. Yeah, we're playing Deutschtown seven o'clock Friday night. That I know for sure. Um, I'll tell you this to answer your question, Chris. Part of the the way I think that they make Deutschtown work is that nobody actually knows what's going on <laughs> at all. They all just figure it out day of. You just know that it's happening <laughs> in these areas. Yeah. You got to work it's it out. It's very, probably true. It's very I very mean, loose, and everybody yeah. just kind of figures it out. <laughs> it's probably true. I mean, it's, it's absolutely. It's, hey, and that's how Liebark works too. Totally. There's there's 
bands that are coming there and I'm struggling. I'm like, I don't even know, you know, uh-huh. but all of a sudden they're, you know, Hey, it's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah, get ready. It just, hey, it happens. Got to wash the sheets for the beds. People are staying. <laughs> oh, that, that is one thing that's the killer. Like all the, there's so many, we just had back to back, uh, husband and wife team that stayed. I mean, in, you know, the, Washing the sheets and everything is the bigger pain in the ass. Yeah. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people don't realize happens. Oh, it's totally. like kind of like running a hotel. Like, you know, yeah. And I'm, I, I have a day job. Like I got to, I'm over there at 6 a.m. Like cleaning up or whatever. Six, hey, there's another band coming. It's yeah. There's always so much that goes on behind the curtain that a yeah, lot people of people are, take yeah. for granted. Yeah. And I think that that's, I guess, Again, going back to my point, why people shouldn't be so hesitant to maybe throw five or ten bucks at a show because there's oh. a lot of time that goes into those things, and yeah. people should be compensated for their time. That's all right. what I'm saying, I was, in, I was in thinking, a perfect world. In a perfect world. <laughs> in a perfect world. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But still, we're all helping the scene. You're helping the scene. It's mm-hmm. That's your thing. Doing what we can. Um, I was thinking of June, but you said July because I know... Um, I know. Uh, June's over. We've, we've June been through over. June already. Yeah. So <laughs> as of July, I have a band called Minx Miracle Medicine coming July 18th. They're awesome. Look them up. Uh, oh, God. What's their song coming out of Nashville or something? It's really cool. And then it's um, July 25th with Mulebone. Mulebone has been there before. And it's, this guy, it's a two-piece. And they are incredible. Um He's in the he's in the uh, New York City Blues Hall of Fame. He has a studio up there. It's, his name's Hugh Poole. Um, he brings a guy named John Ragusa who plays everything from the um, piccolo to uh, these saxophones Anything to woodwind. literally Anything he plays woodwind. a uh, he. Plays a conch shell. We had a conch off one night because I, when he was playing a conch shell, I have a conch shell there, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Conch off, hell yeah! yeah. It was oh, crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, the Bullbone show is gonna be crazy. He's it's bluesy souls, and he's in the blues hall of fame up in New York. He's really good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good time. They're out. Yeah, they're and I always, like I said, I I'll find some local openers to line it up. And, and there is social media stuff for uh, Liveberg. That's yeah, Liveberg Studio. I just recently went after years i'm like they said you got to get a real site so i set up librarystudio.com it's kind of in the works but it's it's out there librarystudio.com facebook uh Liberg studio um youtube Liberg music i've been filming stuff for oh god knows how long you can Liberg music channel has been longer than that's where it started it is where it started like i would just with an iphone and yeah yeah there's um, an Instagram. I Instagram at Liveberg Studio. Studio. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it's all yeah. out there. Yeah. There's a Twitter? I do. I, didn't I mean, know, my, I didn't know there was a Twitter. The funny thing is the Instagram and the Twitter, Mike of uh, Fat Custer, the uh, drummer, he kind of runs those things because yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm an old guy. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram or whatever, whatever. But he's got me a ton of Instagram followers. I'm like, dude, I don't, whatever. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So definitely if you aren't, already tuned into what they're doing or if you haven't already looked it up the information is out there 
check it out. Look them up. Maybe go out to a show if you're in the Pittsburgh area, if you see something that tickles your fancy. Or better yet, if you have no idea what any of the stuff is, but you have nothing to do, go have an adventure. Look it up. I definitely want to, you know, Come out for come out to something sometime. Check yeah, it out. I just gotta just gotta get it on well, my radar. You, you got a rap thing going too, because I want to have a uh, Agent J. Or, oh. oh, I would love to. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously, we gotta have something right. like that. Yeah, let's oh, oh oh something else. A in rap July. battle. No, I think it's actually, we don't have to. We're not I battling. Know, I know, we don't, we're not. I'm actually having <laughs> a. Uh, <laughs> what, <it's> the, <laughs> but see, I want to I want to mix it up, but I'm also having a um, history. There's gonna in August. I forget the exact date, but um, this is just in the works now, but a, uh, a historian that uh, he's he knows all about um, the Civil War here in Pittsburgh and things. He's okay. going to have a lecture at Lyberg. It's going to be different, a different cool. thing, but yeah, very Informative. cool. And this guy's a musician too. He was in the Bentley Hardware Company. Okay. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Like that, that part blew me away because Mike set this up and then he's like, Hey, do you know John Bentley? I'm like, yeah, he's he's he was at my house this morning, yeah. <laughs> like with the with the, uh, uh, the honky tonk guys. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I used to be down in Nashville, and Bentley was down in Nashville for three years, or that was my roommate. And he's like, yeah, sweet, I didn't know. So that they at are all. doing a history lecture of of how Pittsburgh, uh, the involvement of Pittsburgh in the Civil War. Cool. It might there, be different. Is there a date on that yet? I'll I'll get it. August I'll, something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me Look see. it up on on the social webs mm-hmm. on the internet. <laughs> yes. Check it out. August twenty second. Cool. Civil War historian at Lieberg. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I would I would love to set something up. I'd love to come check out the space. Possibly play there if you ever want to do some some wild if it hipping and hopping stuff. You know, it could, I want to do it. Hell yeah, let's <laughs> do it. That we'll awesome. hip hop is what works. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Let Have you ever know. been to those? Um, who was it? Who has the uh, open mic one? Like the ill. Oh, the tri- I the, love yeah. lyric showcase and uh, last the one. T- I actually have only been one time. But Hollywood. Hollywood was the DJ. Okay. Uh, yeah, I forget. There's. The name of the organization was like Local 412. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, it was their ILL, I Love Lyrics it's at Howlers, Showcase at once a, once a month. It's an awesome time. You ever been to that? No, I haven't gone no, to that. I do like know a, them. Holly Hood's been on the show. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, cool. she's awesome. But yeah, yeah, I haven't. It's like one of those things where it's like my life is so like, uh, you know, Tuesday's Grey Walker practice, Wednesday's Sykes practice, Thursday podcast, Friday typically a show, Saturday a show, mm-hmm. Sunday podcast day, Monday adult day. Yeah, you're locked in. I mean, you're- <laughs> you know, laundry, make sure bills are paid day, like that, that kind of shit, oh, you know? Forget day. that stuff. Yeah, yeah that kind day. of stuff. So, yeah. And then that's my whole week. So it's like, yeah. Um, I, I try to do what I can to make it out to other people's events, but it just sucks yeah, like, because yeah. I can't always go out. But every once in a while, I have those Fridays and Saturdays when I don't have shows and it's like, what do you even do? What do we do? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's like there's nothing in the in the calendar. I have no <laughs> idea. Well, dude, or, I I totally appreciate you having me on the show, and I will treat you like royalty if you come onto a show at Liberg. Oh, Whatever dude. you pick it, you know, yeah, we no, will. Please, let's set it please, up. Yeah, let's awesome. get like, likes out there. We're, we're so. I mean, like with us and our live show, we're really into like unconventional spaces because we have like a pretty unconventional live show. Cool. Um, Cool. So it's it's always fun to use. We like to really like 
take advantage of our environments and kind of ham it up. Yeah, we've, it. we've yeah. you know got to costume changes and stuff it's really goofy <laughs> we so get, just get totally oh, nuts so it'd, it'd so lot, it would be a lot of fun oh to, my god to do that that seems like it would fit right in with the black park so. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and yeah. i think uh, we try to be nice people and respectful there I won't know. be any there won't be any hip-hop mosh pits <laughs> <laughs> hey we can wash yeah. <laughs> we'll I mean, it just hasn't we'll happened see. hey when the posies played there there were so many people bouncing upstairs the, the next day when I went down to the, what I call the green room, which is our bar, oh, I mean, we play Skittles and stuff basement, down there. Yeah, basically. All the ceiling tile were on the ground. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I'm like, that's cool. And I'm like, I mean, I, I was like, oh, my God. And my son, Zach, goes, just clean it up and put Christmas lights up there like we do at school. I'm like, okay, that works. <laughs> that's what it is. It, it, that's yeah, what it is. Never have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. It's Killer. Song. It's all good. Hell yeah. I want to thank you both for coming on. And before I do that, let's cue up that outro music. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you you enjoyed the conversation. Chris, Jake, thank you for coming by. It was really cool to learn everything about Liveberg, everything. Get your thoughts on the scene. Learn about your project, your hip hop thing. Maybe we'll set up a show. Who knows what's in store for us? I'm certain that it will not be the last time any of us are in the same room together sharing a beer. Cheers one last time to that. Pretty sure. I'll be back again next time, whenever that is. You know, I upload twice a week now, so I can't say next week, but I don't know what to say. I'll be because I don't know if this is on the future. I'll be back next time with another episode. Same place same channel you know the drill my name is sykes start the beat 2019 Woo woo! Yeah. thanks for listening peace out yeah. and we awkwardly just sit here <laughs> and leave it on <laughs> and Sick. Uh, stop <laughs>